Hello, welcome to Hope Church Harrogate's Message of the Week. If you'd like to connect with us, please head over to hopeharrogate.co.uk forward slash connect. We'd love to hear from you. Cool. Well, if you um, don't know me, I'm Pete. And um, if you don't know me, I'm looking forward to get to know you at some point. So, uh, so good to uh, see you all again. Uh, today we uh, get to continue um, the little mini-series that we're doing, uh, as Rachel introduced, Don't Be Weird, um, Let's uh, Learn to Speak About Our Faith. And Adam did such a great job, didn't he, last week of uh, kicking off, talking about uh, uh, that we're not to have this sort of life of faith over here, do you remember his boxes, and then the, the ordinary life over here. Instead, there's this one life that's uh, meant to be this ordinary life of faith uh, right in the middle. And um, uh just over the next three weeks, we're going to just be equipping us with just a few ways, uh, different ways, how we can share our faith without being weird about it. Uh, and so today I want to look at this um, simple retelling, simple retelling, learning to retell the stories of Jesus. And um, we're going to see that retelling the stories of Jesus is uh, a powerful way uh, to share our, our, our faith. And it's a powerful way to see lives change be done without being weird some of you right now are going are you serious <laughs> telling the stories of jesus that sounds weird i can't imagine doing that with my school friends I can't imagine doing that uh, at work with my my work colleagues or with my non-christian family and i get it i get that i mean i find showing my faith scary too so much so that um, often i've intentionally uh, avoided it I've avoided it. And um, I've often felt like, you know what? I don't really know what I'm saying. I really don't. I'm just fumbling my words. It doesn't seem to be making sense. It sounds a bit weird. And to be honest, I don't think I'm convincing anybody that it's a good idea to follow Jesus. And so it gets a bit uncomfortable and strange. And so I tend not to do it. Does, Does anybody else know that feeling? It's not just me. Good. Thank you for not leaving me up here alone um but today we're going to see that it doesn't have to be like that Uh, it doesn't have to be like that at all because the stories of jesus are powerful to save friends the stories of jesus are powerful to save with the help of the holy spirit um, it is uh, the simple ordinary retelling of those stories by any single one of us uh that jesus can use that ordinary thing to do just the most extraordinary things and see people come to him. Um, so why don't you grab your Bible? Let's do, uh, I can't do it with one hand. Turn to Colossians. Uh, go Colossians 1. It is on the screen as well, hopefully. It's Colossians 1, we're going to start at verse 3 to verse 8. Uh, so we thank, we always thank God. This is Paul writing to the church in Colossae. Uh, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Jesus Christ and of the love you have for God's people. The faith and the love that springs from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and is growing throughout the whole world just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You learned it from Epaphras, a dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told us of your love in the spirit. And so uh, here we've got Paul, the great apostle. He's rejoicing 
Uh, he's so excited because he's heard of the faith the Colossians have in Jesus. It's a faith that keeps on growing. Uh, but let me start with a question. How did the Colossians come to know about Jesus? It was Epaphras, right? Epaphras. It's because of some guy called Epaphras, he retold them the stories of Jesus. And friends, let me just get straight to it. It's a really simple message this morning. One main point. Faith in Jesus comes through hearing. Faith in Jesus comes through hearing. And as Paul says elsewhere in Romans, he says, faith comes through hearing the message. And the message is heard through a word about Christ. Now, we don't know much about Epaphras, and I kind of I kind of like that. He's just an ordinary kind of guy. But we do know in verse 7 that he's a faithful follower of Jesus. The faithful follower of Jesus who shares the stories of Jesus. Now, what Paul's saying, um, what, what, what does he say when the, the Colossians first hear the message of Jesus? I find it uh, amazing that it says since. Since the day the Colossians heard the message of Jesus, the faith has been growing in their lives. Paul says spiritual fruit has been growing in their lives since they heard the message of Jesus. They're becoming more and more like him every day. They're becoming more like Jesus because they've heard that story from Epaphras about Jesus. Faith comes from hearing the message of Jesus. There's something powerful about it. The stories of Jesus, they're not just, they're not just nice stories. They're not just words on a page. They're alive. They're living. They're full of power to produce faith and to make faith grow. But you know what? I've often forgotten that. I've often forgotten that the stories of Jesus contain power. When I try to share my faith, I've often forgotten that. Instead, somehow I think, you know what? Pete, I'm responsible for making faith grow in someone else's life. I'm responsible, but I'm not. And you're not. Paphros wasn't either. He took responsibility for planting a seed by simply retelling the story. But it's the power of Jesus that made faith grow in the Colossian church. Not Paphros. And it's the same deal for us. Faith comes through hearing, but Jesus makes faith grow. And friends, we should be really encouraged by this uh, because it doesn't matter if you're not the best storyteller. It doesn't matter if you can't remember all the detail. It doesn't matter if you don't get the words exactly like they say in whatever is your best version of the Bible. Because the power of Jesus, that's what makes faith grow, not your storytelling skills. And it doesn't matter if you were only know one story about Jesus because you only met Jesus yesterday. Because the power of Jesus is what makes faith grow, not how much you know. And it doesn't matter if you are only five or 10 or 15 or whatever number you are. Because it's not, it doesn't matter if you're the most confident person or the least confident you think, or the most popular person in the crowd or the least popular. None of that matters because it's the power of Jesus that makes faith grow. Listen, if someone responds to the message of Jesus, as you're retelling them the story, it's all because of Jesus. It's all because of Jesus. And if someone uh, responds to the message, what's actually happening in that moment is the Holy Spirit, uh, through those words, is revealing something of who God is to them, helping them understand that who Jesus is and that he is a good God. Faith comes through hearing, but Jesus makes it go. And I'm just going to tell you a few stories uh, of this happening in my life recently and I'm doing it because I want us to see that this isn't just a story in the Bible that happens then, that this also happens today. Um, through normal people like you and me, uh, we don't have to be the Apostle Paul, we just need to be like an Epaphras, a faithful follower of Jesus 
who tell stories to other people. Um, but I also want to tell these stories just that it's a practical sort of um, helping tool for perhaps how you might want to do this you know, in, in real life, in our ordinary, everyday life of faith, um, without being weird. Okay. So one of the things I find really helpful uh, in starting this off is to be praying for the people that we are going to be talking to before we even get to them. This will help us not be weird or sound weird. Um, so pray for the people that you're planning on speaking to before you speak to them. Uh, and um, the reason I say that is because then it means you've got a genuine, honest way of starting a spiritual conversation. Okay? Uh, let me give you an example. Uh, one of the set of people that I pray for uh, are the delivery drivers that come to my door when I've ordered something online. Okay? I'm trying to get the habit of pressing buy now and then pray now. Right? Buy now and then pray now. And I ask God that if he's working in that person's life, they will linger at the door. Because I don't know about you, but most of my delivery drivers go ding dong, throw, run, and I open the door and they're gone. All right. So, um, so one occasion a few months back, I'm waiting for a delivery and I've done, I've done click and buy, pray. Um, and then guess what? He doesn't just dump the stuff and run. He hangs around and I'm like, oh no, God's answered my prayer. <laughs> don't you hate it when that happens? I'm like, God, you've answered my prayer. And I'm like sweating and I'm nervous. And I can feel the Holy Spirit going, this is it. This is the moment. And, um, and so I, because I've been praying for him, I didn't know who you know, it was, but I've been praying for him. So I said, hey, I bet no one's said this to you before. Um, but I've been praying for you this morning. And is there a miracle you need in your life right now that I can pray for? And he looked at me. And he said, yeah, my, my grown-up son... Um, has run away and he's run up a massive debt that I'm liable for um, it's, it's, it's a real problem and he then began to unpack this story and I just was able to love him by listening and being empathetic to his situation right on the doorstep just that he didn't know that was going to happen right and I said yeah sure I can pray for you and then I said to him before I pray for you can I can I just tell you a story from the bible I think you'll find really encouraging. And you know what? I found that people that say they'll, they'll let you pray for them are willing to listen to a story from the Bible. That's encouraging. And so I said, hey, guess what? I'm like, God, would you give me a story? Does anybody know a story in the Bible about a dad whose son ran away and cost him lots of money? Right? Isn't that amazing? I was like, hey, if you don't know, I'll quickly tell it. Uh, I said, hey, there's this guy. He was a father and he had a son who said, Dad, give me your money. I want my inheritance. And his dad gave him his money. And then the son ran off to another country. And he had this massive partying lifestyle. He used up all the money. And when a famine hit the land, he found himself broke and homeless. The only job he could get was looking after the pigs. And he's sitting in the pig swell going, man, I'm eating. I just want to eat what the pigs are eating. That's how hungry I am. And it dawns on him that he's back home. His father's hired servants are better off than him. And he says to God in that moment, he says, God, I would be better off there. I've sinned against my dad and against you. I'm going to go back. Maybe, maybe I could be a hired hand because I'm not worthy to be his son anymore. And so he runs home and he's on his way home. And before he gets to the house, his dad sees him and his dad comes running out. His dad runs to him and his son throws himself at his feet and goes, Dad, I'm not worthy to be your, 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 your kid. I've messed up big time. So sorry. But could I be one of your servants? Before his dad even replies anything about that, his dad goes, a hug 
throws his arms around him, puts his coat on him, puts the family ring back on his fingers, says to his hired servants, hey, get the party started. My son's back. I thought he was dead, but he's alive. And so I say this to this guy on the doorstep. And I said, um, hey, what do you think that tells you in this story about God? God's represented by the father, by the way. And we're represented by the, the, the son. What does it tell you about what God's like to think? Just have a think yourself. You don't say it out loud. But for you, what does that tell you about what God's like? This guy on the doorstep, he looked at me and he went, man, God's good. God must be good. I said, yeah, God's good. I said, tell you what, do you think there's hope for me? I just find it amazing that this guy who's got no church, no theology for the goodness of God, no theology for Jesus that wants to give him real hope, is standing on the doorstep and has heard from the Holy Spirit. He doesn't know that, but he's heard from the Holy Spirit through the stories of Jesus that God is good and that there's some sort of hope for him. Anyway, he did need to go on his way, so I quickly prayed for him. I don't know the end of the story, but I'm trusting that God's planted faith, growing faith. I had another opportunity uh, to tell the same story to someone, a Harrogate guy who'd spent uh, a lot of his life doing things he really regretted. And when I met him, he was talking to me saying, I'm convinced God is punishing me for the bad stuff I've done. And I said to him, hey, let, let me tell you a story. <laughs> Told him the same story. Asked him the same question. What do you think this says about what God is like? No church experience. Says to me, man, God can't remember anything about what you've done that's bad in your life if you come and say sorry to him. He has no idea of the theology of grace. But he's caught something in that moment of who Jesus really is. Friends, it's just a beautiful thing to see. And I want to, what I I love about both those examples is is that Jesus meets people where they're at. He meets them in their mess. And uh, right in the middle of the trouble of their life. And I just want to encourage us uh, just to get familiar with retelling stories of Jesus. Uh, four or five different stories in their own words. I think there's a, a slide just to show uh, different different stories that touch on different felt needs. And here's just some of the ones I'm using at the moment. I can't see them all there, but I think I've got prodigal son, healing for others, fear of faith. So you've got, yeah, Jesus healing uh, the paralytic that comes to the roof. Jesus will heal people's friends, people's family. Um, Jesus and Peter walking on the water in terms of uh, fear and faith and stress in your life, Jesus coming the storm. Those are really, really good stories to get familiar with uh, so that you can go, hey, Holy Spirit, what's happening? What story? Uh, just as one tool for you. So as I finish, how do we, how do we respond to that? Hannah, do you want to, Hannah and, um, yes, Hannah and Joe, do you want to come back up? Um, Let's just, let's just respond. You might want to close your eyes. Um, might not, it's fine. Um, but just recognize the Holy Spirit is here and he's speaking. And I just want to ask a few questions just to provoke our response. Do we, do we recognize faith growing in our lives since we first heard the message of Christ? Perhaps you've never responded to Jesus uh, before. Maybe you wouldn't say you're following Jesus this morning. And yet, as you've heard that message for the first time, that story of the father coming home, you're like, man, I know I need to go. 
And if that's you, I'll just encourage you, just in your heart right now, to say to God, God, I'm coming home. I want to come home. I want to come home to the good God of love. Maybe for you, you've been following Jesus for a while, but you're like, I recognize that faith and fruit in my life perhaps isn't growing as much as I'd like. And I want you to listen to this. God loves you. God loves you. I feel like he would say to you, just as the father hugged the son, or you stay in the place of embrace. But I encourage you this week just to, even if it's the prodigal son story, just to retell that over. If you've got time to read the Bible, do, but if you don't, just retell it over and ask yourself that question. What does this tell me about what God's like? What does this tell me about what I'm like? And just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. He will birth fresh faith and fresh food and fruit in your life because there is power in that story. And for all of us, I just, it's the last one to say, I feel like God's saying, will you be an Epaphras? Will you be willing to simply retell the stories of the gospel? And if you don't feel like you can do that, but you know your heart is going, yes, I want to, Lord. I want to respond to that. Why don't you just tell God, God, I want to be an Epaphras. Now say, God, help me. Holy Spirit, help Friends, I'm just going to pray, and then we're going to, um, going to worship again, if that's all right. Let me just pray for us. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're here. We thank you that you've not left us alone. We thank you that your word is inspired, Jesus. We thank you that you're the one that brings faith. You can bring faith right now in this room. You can bring faith to those who've never heard you before. And your word is powerful. So Holy Spirit, we just say, would you come and would you bring faith in our lives, in our friends' lives, in our families' lives. Holy Spirit, would you give us courage this morning? Boldness this morning, would you fill us with courage and boldness to share our faith without being reasonable? Thank you, Jesus. Amen.